This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here at David Witt, and we're going to do something again for the second week in a row that's just a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, we're not going to look at the leadership that's on the field, but the leadership that's here at home with SOM International. And so, David, you're going to introduce a, another person that's here on staff and serving SOM's ministry. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, I'm excited to have Ed today. Uh, Ed's really just become a great friend, uh, just a super heart. And I won't tell his story because it's so good coming from him. But Ed, I want you to jump in and just tell us, first of all, Ed, kind of what you do uh, with uh, SOM first. Sure. I'm the uh, events and advancement director for SOM. Uh, I got into that uh, here back in November of 21. Uh, more for outreach, for the domestic uh, outreach, uh, to let people know about what we're doing with Spirit of Martyrdom uh, globally. So I uh, have lots of events in store right now that we're working on, but uh, just glad to be a part of the ministry. Yeah, and Ed, you're a leader of leaders. I think the listening audience is going to discover that. And you've done such a fantastic job of connecting us with other ministries and leaders. And it's just fun hanging out with Ed. We have fun together. He loves the Lord, and I, I hope that the listeners can really garnish that through our conversation here. So, Ed, I think really what I'm alluding to here for people to bring the context of kind of what's your background and how did you come to SOM, International Air? Sure. Well, I'm retired Navy. I was uh, 31 years in the Navy. I was a manpower manager and a ship pilot. So for about 31 years of active duty with that, I've uh, been around the world globally with, with the Navy, of course. And then uh, 10 years after that, I worked, I served with the Navy SEALs doing their manpower manning and team building. And so through those two careers, actually, I uh, was able to find out what's going on around the globe, good and bad. And so when I retired from uh, both, come to Arizona, uh, I was serving in a ministry uh, that you might be familiar with, and then and then I moved over, uh, which was Promise Keepers. Then I moved over to uh, Spirit of Martyrdom with David. Uh, one of the reasons I did that was because of of my experience of what I've seen around the world, you know, especially with a persecuted church, and and uh, I want to do something about it. I've always been wanting to get out of the pew, so to speak and uh, do something uh, for Christ and just uh, going to church on Sunday just wasn't enough and of course and I wanted to get involved in the church and then take it the next step further getting involved with the ministry a ministry like SOM because just reaching areas that are unreached and and uh, some of those places I've seen firsthand so uh, it's it was an easy transition uh, from the Navy into the SOM ministry so I really love it it's good to be a part of it yeah again Ed here you are having that robust background of and high-ranking officer working with high-ranking officers and the elite elite of seals and bringing those talents that calling to uh, spirit of martyrdom i'd love for you to comment as you um have grown you know you are a leader in what ways has the persecuted believers and the global leadership impacted your leadership and and contrasting that um to your experience and, and you know who you are well sure I mean um, again moving from the armed forces you see it but you don't touch it you know what I mean it's it's uh, 
you can actually have, have visible evidence of what's going on. But then when you speak to leaders like uh, Russell and Seydoux, I was, I've had the fortunate or the honor actually of meeting Russell, Seydoux, and even Humberto and uh, people like that. I'm looking forward to meeting Pastor Singh and others that are a part of our ministry. And But to actually sit down and actually talk to them and find out what they're doing and how it impacts their country, the people of their country, and how it in, what we do there impacts them, you know, how we serve them to spread the gospel of Christ. And there's areas that we certainly wouldn't go, you know, uh, for tourists. I, I call in the Navy SEALs, we call them the garden spots of the world. Uh, you certainly wouldn't go there, uh, especially to, to do what we do, share the gospel of Christ. And, but to sit down and talk to these guys and find out what's going on there firsthand is what's really made me more aware of my own walk with Christ. You know, how I feel how fortunate I am to live in a country that I do. I have that freedom. And uh, not only do I have a freedom, but I also have a lot of things here. At my, I, I don't have to uh, worry about the next day's food or supplies or things like that. Uh, so it just hits you in the face. And, and so when it does, and that's what I want others to know about SOM, when it hits you in the face, you see what's actually happening over there, it wants you to get more involved. It wants you to support the ministry. There's nothing, nothing better than that feeling when you start doing it. And so I was doing it as a volunteer here first, and then I was doing it through my tithing, and, and, then, and then actually just sitting down at the table and doing some of the work, these events, it just ties in, because I can see what we do. Volunteers here, I can see what the paid staff, I can see the impact of what we do in the, in the lives of these people over there that are serving Christ in those areas, those unreached areas. So it's just a blessing to have that feeling day in and day out serving SOM. All right, well, we're going to jump into a break. And Ed, it's great to hear from you and how <clears throat> your experiences overseas and your experiences with the, with the Navy and traveling and being in some of these very dark places around the world have really prepared you for the ultimate mission of being part of SOM International. So more on that when we get back. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Christian leaders and their families are facing tremendous persecution as they preach the gospel. Listen to Kamala's story. Hello, my name's Kamala. My husband, Yalam, was trained to be a church planter. Many people in our village started coming to our house church, but it made some people very upset. One day militant men came to our home and took Yalam's life right in front of me. Our hearts are broken, but more people have come to Christ since Yalam's death than during his whole ministry. Thank you for praying that we will remain faithful in the face of persecution. When we hear from people who are risking it all for Jesus, do you know what they ask for most? Prayer. The first Sunday in November is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We want to help you and your church pray for those who are risking much for Christ. At Risk Radio and SOM International have put together a prayer kit. This kit contains videos, prayer lists, and printable materials that you can use as you pray for the persecuted. Download your IDOP media kit at spiritofmartyrdom.com slash IDOP. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He's a CEO of SOM International, and I'm also on line here with Ed. And Ed, remind me of your title again. 
Uh, yes, I'm the events and advancement director for Spirit of Martyrdom. Events and advancement director. Very good. Yes. Well, you know, Ed, as you were talking, the verse that came to mind was the verse that's in James 1.22. I'm also a guy that I have a hard time sitting in my seat. Now, David thinks it's because I have ADHD, and which I don't. Just my mind just goes 100 miles an hour, which I, he's not convinced of yet. But I also have a hard time staying still. I don't like just sitting in the pew. And it reminds me of this verse, which is for all people who uh, maybe um, have a hard time sitting still. It says in James 1.22, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. And I like that. If you're just a hearer of the word, you're deceiving yourself, you know, but you have to be a doer of the word. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. He looks at himself and goes away. And once he forgets what he was like, um, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And as you were talking, I thought, that's exactly it. You're out there, you're doing the work, and you're seeing the Lord's blessing as you're, you're doing it. Now, David, you want to talk a little bit about about leadership and about how all of this all ties together, all of these experiences to be a leader for those who are risking much for Jesus. Mark, perfect verse, because Ed exemplifies the doer of the word. Um, and you talked about that in your testimony and how you, the Lord put upon your heart to get out of the pew and get into the work. And boy, you've shown that you've just brought so much energy and fun and, and joy and insight in, into our work. Um, and I wanted you to kind of share, is there any story particular as you've worked with us, you hear the inside reports, what's going around around the world. You've met some of the directors and the believers. Is there any story that's especially strengthened your faith and helped you in the doing of the word, the obedience of Christ um, this last year that you've been on staff with us? Actually, there, there's been a couple. Uh, one was uh, 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 domestic. Uh, actually, to start off with, first of all, I think everybody in the, in the uh, sitting in the pews are, are leaders. It's just a matter of getting out of the pew to, to, to actually exercise that role. And uh, with, with the domestic side, I was with, uh, with the team here, learned through uh, dis discussion discipleship method how to actually become better at it, become a better leader. So uh, DDM, evangelism workshops, those things, you've got to equip ourselves. We've got to be ready because, you know, training is always like the military. Training is necessary to, to be ready for, uh, for the fight. And this is a fight. It's a spiritual battle that we're out there in. So, so uh, I think to be a better leader, you have to be, receive the training. But with that, uh, on the domestic side, I, I've, I met a guy that he donated seven cents to SOM from a church in, in uh, Ohio. He's, he was uh, mentally handicapped. But that's everything he had. He had seven cents because he was living with a place where they took care of him. But that seven cent got our attention and it led us to an event that his church was helping out with of 2,000 people where SOM was able to go in and, uh, and share with uh, those men as they entered that stadium or that, that, that concert area. His faith drew us there to then actually spread the gospel of Christ even further. So God can work through anybody, a mentally challenged, many handicapped person. And then, uh, and then that, in, and of course, I shared that with, with Russell. So Russell is encouraged, you know, Russell Stendhal was encouraged by that and to see how it encouraged Russell to have that kind of faith here. Uh, that, that it also strengthened my faith, not only to have this guy here domestically, but also to have Russell, who is a recipient of, of the love that he's bestowed, and also that draws more interest people into SOM to serve Russell, to serve Seydoux, to serve all of those people. 
it's just it's just amazing to see how God works through the simplest person uh, to the most powerful person in the, that's uh, serving in this ministry. It's amazing to watch. I want to make sure everybody caught that. Ed. bottom line, let me summarize it. Uh, this partner with SOM International uh, is mentally challenged, but God put upon his heart to send us seven cents. And we got that in the mail. And then through him, this same man, he knew about this uh, outward big Christian gathering, over 2,000 people. And he contacted, uh, you know, Ed being in this department and ultimately connected Ed to the leadership. And we were embraced with that outreach. You know, what's the name of that outreach, uh, Ed? Why don't we just advertise that here? Uh, yes, it was a rally in the valley, and yep. uh, Bing Newton yep. was the head of that. Uh, okay. uh, but that was in Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, and, and so again, here you go. The faith of uh, you know a little person, a lot of people, a lot of people's minds, but God loves using the little people and the little things and in great faith to move mountains. And and so I think it's a great story, Ed. And that, I think, exemplifies so much our heart. We are, we're a ministry for the underdogs. You know, we're working at the persecuted church, uh, the tribal people, people that are unreached in, in uh, very dangerous areas. Um, and we have just got people that God has risen up to want to go there and bring his word and bring his leadership and his light. You know, and I got to bring in, we were, we toured together last month. It was or a couple yes. months ago uh, in San Diego, went to the naval base there. Uh, we met some of your old, um, you know, friends and uh, a lot of leaders, a lot of captains. I think we met an admiral there and chaplains, yeah. and it was just an amazing trip. And it was great when we were in the SEAL Center. I remember you talking about the conference room and the contrast between your discussions in the conference room and the discussions <laughs> in our conference room. Uh, can you tell our listening audiences about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, it wasn't but a few months uh, before I had retired. I was working uh, as the manpower guy for a, man, a manning guy for the Navy SEALs, and we would sit in the conference room, uh, the, and, and we, the admiral would sit at the head of the table, and all the department heads would sit around the table. I was the, uh, the first guy t uh, to brief, but we would sit there, and we would listen. We would we would listen to the admiral's directions, but also sit there and plan the demise of of Muslims. And specifically, you should say, you know, fundamental militant Muslims, just for context. You know. There you go. Radical, the radical yeah, Islamic yeah. Uh, movement. Yeah. That's that's what we were after. It wasn't really planning yeah. that. It was just it was, our, our role is defense. Yeah. But in defense, you have to sometimes take action yeah. and be ready and, and to, to clear the scene. But anyway, that was my environment. And to be honest with you, there were several meetings that I was involved in. You get really uncomfortable because during that, we also see video of what's going on, and uh, it's it's not easy to watch, um, it, but because it's human life that we're talking about. But but anyway, I, I transitioned. I, I retired, and and uh, so now I come to Arizona, and, and I get involved with David and this team here. And so now I'm sitting. I'm moving from a boardroom where we plan that, do that kind of planning to the planning for their salvation. And, and uh, what, a, what a transition that was for me. I mean, it's the same audience that's, that I was dealing with with the military, but yet it's a different theme. This is a theme of salvation. And, uh, and, and, and oh, what better feeling do you have walking out of this boardroom than you do that one? And so, uh, <laughs> I, I, but I, and it's also rewarding. And what's also good for me is I've even shared with those guys that you met, David, and, and uh, in uh, San Diego and Coronado, uh, 
they, they know I'm a Christ follower and, and they know what I'm involved in now. So that also kind of sends a message back to them. They, even though they are trained to do what they do, they, are, they have a heart and they, they, they love people. But now I think with my visit and, and, and my walk, they, they observe you, everybody observes you. And, and uh, I'm hoping that that spreads uh, through that community, through the Navy SEAL community, and also the, we visit the surface fleet, same thing. David, um, just one, one last thing here. We have coming up the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. That's coming up in November, first weekend. And I think one of the best things we can do for those who are risking much for Christ is to pray for them. You want to tell us a little bit about what IDOP is? Yeah, International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, the, the solidarity in the body of Christ around the world. Literally, um, millions of believers will participate during the time of November, specifically the first Sunday of November is designated as a special Sunday in Remembrance. And we invite people to get involved, to go on our website, to download our materials, and to contact the leadership of their organizations to get them involved, to do something special as a remembrance and, um, again, solidarity and prayer and love for our global church, especially and those in persecuted, restricted areas. Well, one of the things we want to do as a equipping ministry is to equip you with every tool you need to be a leader and to be a leader in the kingdom of God and to even lead in situations where you're risking much for Jesus as well. At Risk Radio invites you to get involved with those who are risking much for Jesus. One of those is through International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Another is through just subscribing to our newsletter. Our newsletter has full color pictures of what's happening in the field. It gives you things that you could be praying about so you are well informed about those who are risking much for Jesus. You can sign up for that at atriskradio.com. Lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International, they're funded by you as you donate, and we just encourage you to go to spiritofartum.com, click the donate button, and sign up to be a monthly supporter. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.